Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear would inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. I thank God for the message that he's given me to give to you. And my prayer is that it at least starts the healing process. Amen. Um, I definitely thank my partner in crime. <laughs> my husband, I, some of you, because he can be quiet, but he, he definitely is just filled with so much love. Um, he, he really has a heart for men, and um, he supports us. He takes care of his girls. Like, he is literally the best thing since sliced bread. And so I just want to honor you as my husband. Amen. And so I just want to pray before we get started. Amen? Amen. Father, we just come before you, Lord God. Um, All I can say, Father, is I thank you for the word that you've given me, Father. I I pray that the word that you use me, Lord God, to just serve your people, to promote healing, Father God, that you use me, Lord God, because you know there are people who need to hear this word, Lord God, for this time, this place, everything today from the songs, the worship, the videos, Lord God, it's, it's just been preparing the ground, Lord God. So I pray for open hearts and open minds, yielded spirits, Lord God, so your work can be done. And I thank you just for the opportunity to serve you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 So when I first heard our theme, I am woman, um, all I really could hear in my head was like, I am woman, hear me roar. And I'm like, um, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna do a message about it. I couldn't really figure out, you know, what to do with that. And that's all I could hear, all I could hear. Um and it's funny because when I hear, like, I am woman, hear me roar, it, it makes me think of a song by Katy Perry, um, Roar. Anybody heard that song? So it's like one of my favorite anthem songs, you know. Anybody have an anthem song? You know, some people might be like Beyonce's Who Runs the World, you know. But it's that that song, like, when you get up in the mirror, you know, it gets you pumped up. you like, what? Oh, all right. <laughs> so it's, it's those songs that, like, they get you pumped up. They speak courage and empowerment. They give you energy and they make you feel like you can conquer anything. And so, you know, like I, I listened to that song probably like in rotation this week and uh, just kind of looking at myself in the mirror. Does anybody do that except for me or am I weird? Okay. All right. <laughs> so, And it's like, so we could put the lyrics up really quick. It says, I got the eyes of a tiger, a fighter, dancing through the fire, cause I am a champion, and you're gonna hear me roar louder, louder than a lion, cause I am a champion, and you're gonna hear me roar. Hallelujah. 
I know they took breath away because I. <laughs> uh, and there's such great lyrics, and, and then sometimes I can like I can sing them, and I just feel ready for everything. I'm so pumped up, looking at myself in the mirror. But sometimes when I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I, I'm trying to speak those words of encouragement into myself, it's almost like this little somebody peeks around my side and they want to remind me. They, they want to remind me of the times that I felt powerless and unlovable and unseen. They, they remind me that the world is a scary place and it's just safer to put yourself back in this little box because it's scary out there. Has anybody ever felt that? So who's that small little voice? It's the little girl inside of me. The one who experienced trauma so early in life that there are fears that she has never gotten over. See, this month, you are going to hear amazing messages from amazing women. And they're going to give you messages to challenge and encourage you to be the woman of God that he has called you to be. Um, I don't think that this is by happenstance that I got to go first, because today I want to talk to you about healing the little girl. Amen. So before we get to dealing with the women and the woman that we are called to be, I want to speak to the little girl who received so many mixed messages from the media, from the families that they were brought up in, from friends and from peers. The messages that told us that we weren't enough, that we weren't safe, that we weren't important, are beautiful because until we heal that little girl that little voice is going to continue to come and it's going to try to pull us backwards while we're trying to move forward it's almost like a push-pull like we want to move forward in the things of God and be who God is calling us to be but something about that little girl just pulls us back and says no stay right here it's safe right here can't trust it out there. And men, I don't want you to check out, no, because as a therapist who works with men, I know that you too struggle. There's a little boy in there who's had feelings of inadequacy and fear and judgment and abandonment. So this message is for all of us. Amen? Amen. So just for transparency, I'm a, I'm a therapist by profession, but even as a therapist, I'm in therapy. Um, the truth is, like, there are times in our lives where we kind of go through transitions and it's time to go back and deal with some stuff that we haven't dealt with. And um, I, I'm working with a wonderful therapist right now, and and it's not hokey. Therapy is not hokey or spooky or I don't want to tell anybody my, anybody my business. Those people literally put themselves out because it is not easy to do therapy, to strive with other people, to take on the burdens of other people. But we want to see people heal. And I have a wonderful therapist who just 
is somebody I can talk to who listens to me and who gives me insight while I try to work through my stuff. And for right now, at this season in my life, my work is about healing the little girl inside of me. The little girl who was broken right about the age of five. My first childhood memory is my trauma. That's where my life started. And because of that trauma, certain things trigger a lot of negative self-talk and doubt within me. See, it's funny because when I was younger, I would look in the mirror, I'd look at myself, and I had convinced myself that I was adopted. Because I was like, I don't look like anybody in this family. Now, if you know my family, we have such strong genes that that's ridiculous. Like, we all literally look like each other from the nieces and the kids, all that. We all are similar. But I definitely had convinced myself. I looked and I was like, I don't look like anybody in this family. I am adopted because I felt unloved and I felt unseen. I used to tell myself that I was ugly. Little words that we do, we tear ourselves down little by little and even now sometimes that little girl shows up and tries to have her say uh, me and the little girl fought this week because she was trying to figure out why in the world did you say yes <laughs> why did you say yes to this like we could have just been chilling in the seats looking at everybody else but she, she fought with me and it was so hard for me to get all of that internal noise settled down and focus so I could prepare myself because when she's scared, as she has often been through her childhood, she wants to shrink back. And so my question to you is, what does your little girl tell you? What does she say when you're looking in the mirror, when you're trying to pump yourself up and get ready for the challenges of this world, or when hard times come or people disappoint? What does she say? What does she want you to remember? And so I had the opportunity to ask women that I respect and love that same question. I, I asked them, and this is not easy. I, I, give, I gave them a, a list of what we call negative cognitions. And I said, tell me the five messages or negative thoughts that you are or have struggled with. Um, now, just to understand the sample of women, they range from late teens to the 70s. They are educators, medical professionals, lawyers, therapists, authors, playwrights, mentors, and motivational speakers. They have great impact on the world and the people that they um, partner their lives with, but they still struggled. So you're not alone in your struggle. But here's some things that they said, and, and let me know if you've heard any of these messages. I'm alone. I can't get what I want. I don't belong. I did something wrong to get what I got. I'm not safe. I can't succeed. And out of all the thoughts, the most common between all the women were, I'm different. I can't show my emotions. I have to be perfect and please everyone. Has any, does anybody suffer from needing to be perfect? Or do we have any people pleasers out here in this audience? Amen? 
or I'm not good enough. Like no matter what I do, no matter the best that I give, something inside of me says, I'm still not good enough. Have any of you struggled with these feelings? And so the best way that I know how to begin healing our broken areas is to speak the truth of God into it. So how do we get from that broken little girl and embrace the woman that God is calling us to be? How do we get to that place? And so the day God has three little things that he wants me to say, and, and believe me, it's not like Tyler Perry, I say it and you're healed and we can move on. All the general generational curses are broken, not at all. <laughs> but it's a start in your healing process. God wants to you to know that one, you are a unique creation. Two, he loves you and he cares about your broken places. And three, he has plans for you. So even when you feel like you're not enough, he still has plans for you. So the first one, you are a unique creation. See, it's not just that we're different, but we're unique. That's, that's a whole way different to look at it. We are unique. We are one of a kind. We're unlike anything else. We are an original. Nobody is like you in any way, shape, or form. You are God's unique child who has been shaped and molded by a creative father. He's the potter, we are the clay. And he didn't create us to be the same. Now bear with me, because I, I had to do this two times. Just imagine if this is what we look like. We all look the same, and we all thought the same, and we all acted the same. I mean, we wouldn't have the songs that we have, because we would all think the same. Think of all the creativity that's in this world and how we all come together to make this world even a better place. He is not a cookie cutter creator, not at all. Did you know there are almost 10,000 different birds? There are 28,000 different sea creatures and 900,000 different insects. 17,500 of them are butterflies because I really love butterflies. But I realized when I did the research, butterflies are insects, but I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> but imagine that. Can you imagine how creative you have to be to make that much variety? So why would he stop with us, right? He made us. And he knew right from the beginning who we would be, what need we would, what need we would meet. And that's the beauty of God. Psalms 139, 13 and 16 says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body, and you knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. 
You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born, and every day of my life was recorded in your book, and every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. So not only did he create us, but he made us the right fit for his other children. Our uniqueness is tailor-made for the right people. Think about the people that God has connected your life to spiritually and personally and professionally for seasons or for lifetimes. Each of us has unique qualities that work in his plan for our lives and the life of others that we meet. So you have to embrace every unique thing about yourself. It's to be celebrated, not to make you feel separated. And I thank God for the uniqueness of all of us because the way that your life has touched mine. Like even when I think about Becky, like everybody knows like Becky has the greatest hugs. And when I usually hug, I, I think about transferring love to other people. Um, and sometimes when you put out, you put out, you put out a lot, sometimes you don't get, and Becky doesn't realize when she hugs me, it restores me. Like she's so open. And when I tell her I love her, genuinely when she says, I love you more, because she always tells somebody she loves her more. I don't know how you quantify that, but okay, she loves me more. But I genuinely feel it and I feel restored. She's just what I need when I need it. She held my hand this morning and it just gave me the energy I needed to come before you. So don't, don't forsake that uniqueness because somebody needs you and you are the right fit for the right people. Amen? Two, God loves you and cares about your broken places. So in Hebrew, there's a name for God, El Roi, the God who sees me. So in a world where we often get overlooked and we feel alone, God sees us. He sees everything we've gone through, all of our struggles. He knows every stray thought that keeps us stuck. He sees us. There's no hiding from him. There's no secret. He's our refuge and our safe place. Amen? Psalms 56 and 8 says, You've kept track of every toss and turn through the sleepless nights. Each tear entered into your ledger and each ache written in your book. Everything. So people see kind of like the face that we put on, but they don't always know the pain that resides. They don't know what we look at when we look in the mirror and what talks back to us. When we're in our shower and the water's running and we're crying our heart out, feeling so broken, but God sees us. And not only does he see us, he loves us enough. He's made a promise to us. Psalms 147 and 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. Ah, 
that's what he wants to do. He don't want you walking around here being broken. That's not his will for your life. He wants to bandage all those places, all the places where somebody came and told you something that has impacted your life, the things that you processed. He wants to heal that because he has so much for us. But we also have a part in this. Psalms 55, 22 and 23 says, pile your troubles on God's shoulders. He'll carry your load. He'll help you out. He'll never let good people topple into ruin. Pile your troubles on God's shoulders. It makes me think of that atlas. Is that that atlas where he's holding the world? Imagine that. If we just decided, God, I'm going to give this over to you. A lot of times we hold things and we figure we can take care of them. We try to do the healing work ourselves. But God is saying, I, I want it all. Like, you don't have to carry it. Just give it to me. But we have to choose. This is a choice. Do we want to continue struggling in these broken spaces or begin to allow God to start the healing process? He loves you more than anything and wants to see his daughters and his sons healed. And some of us have been broken by other people's behaviors and some by our own choices. And sometimes that brokenness, we get stuck in guilt and shame. But nothing at all can overshadow how much he loves you. Romans 8, 38 and 39 speaks of his unfailing love. It says, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Nothing. God's love for us is always present and it never fails. So when we feel alone or hurt, we can bring every care to him for his help. Because as his children, there's nothing he wants to see more than your freedom so you can experience all he has for you. And just think of yourselves, the people that you love the most, you would bear their burdens. You would be there to listen. You would strive with them for their healing. And if we can do it, how much more God? He brought us here. He adores us as his children. And all he wants us to do is to see us walk in freedom and walk in victory. But we have to make those decisions. God, I give this to you. I, I don't know what to do with it. Have you ever felt that? Like, that's what we talk about, that utterance and the Holy Spirit translate. Like, ugh, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it, Father. But if you take it, I'll leave it there. And we got to leave it there and stop picking it back up. Leave it there. Leave it there and let him cover it. Amen.
And lastly, God has a plan tailored just for you. One scripture says it plainly, Jeremiah 29 and 11. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. And plans to give you the future you hope for. The question becomes, like, can he really use me with all of this stuff? The best thing about God is he can use broken and flawed people for his purpose. The Bible is full of them. And, and they show us, like, in spite of them, God was still able to use them mightily. And see, we don't have to strive to be perfect. We just have to allow ourselves to be used by him. And think about the people that you've read, the stories that touch you, because you're like, if you can use him, Lord, then maybe you can use me. Because he had plans for it, and he used a denier like Peter, a deceiver like Jacob, a persecutor like Paul, a murderer like Moses, an adulterer like David, a braggart like Joseph, a prostitute like Rahab, and someone stubborn and disobedient like Jonah. If he can use those people and all of the things that they did, sometimes we feel like, oh, that's just too bad. Like, I've, I've just done too much or I'm just too broken or how can he possibly use me? If he can use them, he can use you. We have everything we need in God to be used in this kingdom. Amen. Because even in our failings and our missteps, God will use it for his glory if you allow him. So when that little voice comes to discourage you or speak fear and doubt to remind you of old hurts or old failings you have to say I am healed I'm healed I'm not going to accept that anymore God has done a work inside of me because women of God I am a unique woman created by a creative father I am a loved woman because I am his child. And God has a plan for me as I become the woman he's called me to be. And that's for all of you too. Amen. 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 again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnote.org. See you next time.